All right, she said, let's go. Happy Aloha Friday, everyone. Welcome to My Ties at Sunset. I'm Ty. And I'm Mai. I set the intention that we are going to have a lot of fun today, and you're going to have a lot of fun listening to us. <laughs> Talk story. Talk story. It's Pauhana it's, time. It's Pauhana. It's Pauhana. Do you have your drink? I do have my I have drink. I my drink. Um, it is a holiday Excellent. today. It is King Kamehameha Day in Hawaii. And it's a regular work day here in <laughs> the mainland. Um, King Kamehameha Day, right? Um, as we are still coming out of the lockdowns and the restrictions and things like that, they normally would, we would normally have parades everywhere. They famously do these floats on the parade with all these gorgeous flowers. They have the pa'u riders and um, absolutely gorgeous Hawaiian pageantry throughout. Um, they have a hula competition. I think we kind of celebrate the entire month of June, King Kamehameha Day. But what's special is today they do the draping of lace on the King Kamehameha statues. Not just on Oahu. Oh, that's lovely. But they do them on the other islands. There are six in total, there's one in Washington, D.C. I imagine that there's a group in Washington, D.C. that also does the draping of the statue there. It Barack Obama moved it. It oh, used no. to be, when I first saw it, years and years and years ago, it was in the Hall of Presidents. Um, but he's moved around a few times. But he's he was the only monarch in the Hall of Presidents when I saw him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why did Barack Obama move it? He's part of some welcoming i don't i forgot (laughs) it was moved during his administration i'm sure it's probably been moved again they just moved these things but apparently it was one of the heaviest statues um i was gonna say something about um king kamehameha who rose to power by unifying the islands because they were all under different rule different chiefs uh different Mm -hmm. monarchs and um he basically had an army and I um, only recently kind of learned this was you know in like drawings and things that I've seen at like the Bishop Museum uh, you see the battling holding spears and things and I can't remember if there were guns but in reality they had guns they had muskets there was um, they had already had contact with um, other explorers who traded with them yeah Oh, and so the biggest battle was the Pali Lookout, which was kind of like the really? last one. So Nu'uanu Pali, which is... Didn't they push them off the edge? Yeah, so King Kamehameha's, tr- uh, his army, uh, they had, they put, they got the Oahu army. They caught them at that corner on the cliff. And you can go there. It's the Pali Lookout. Um, it... It's very windy. It's very windy. It's also very haunted. Hopefully we can do some um, ghost stories oh. in around Halloween time. You and the ghost I stories. I know. <laughs> I've, had, I've actually had a lot of crazy experiences at the Polly Lookout. It's no longer opened at night. But I was talking about haunted things today. And just a weird one came up. And um, I was watching this other documentary about like the Mother Mary statue and how... Um, in other parts of the world, um, there are these statues of Mary that cry. And at Mililani mm-hmm. Cemetery, there's a statue of Mary. Um, and you used to have to go like at 
midnight or 3 a.m. and you would flash your headlights three times and then at the statue's face and uh, she would cry tears. Yeah, because you were blinding her with the headlights. Probably. Of probably she was, was probably, like her eyes were watering. She was like, come on, bitches, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but um, I remember being too chicken to get out of the car to go look. <laughs> Yeah, but I went there. That wouldn't be I, something that I would want to partake in. Now you can't go there anymore. I would you can't, say you can't go there anymore um, at night. It's there's a guard, right? <laughs> because everybody was flashing probably in there <laughs> in a non-biblical sense. <laughs> I know they just wanted to see the miracle of Mother Mary's statue crying. Okay. Do you have a um a a spooky tale for Hawaii that you want to tell? I don't think I have a really spooky tale for Hawaii. I don't I don't think I really mess with the spirits there. I just know that the H3 is probably the most haunted the tunnel in the H3 is probably the, one of the most haunted places. Um I I can tell you that my family had a supernatural experience when they lived in New Jersey. So I don't know if you know that weeping willows are infamous uh, trees because usually spirits like to cry under them. Oh. Hence weeping willow. And so my dad told me in New Jersey when my brother was super young and my mom and my dad just got married, my dad couldn't sleep at night because he kept hearing this widow <laughs> woman, mm -hmm. her spirit crying under the tree, a weeping willow outside <laughs> the house. And one night he just went outside and told her shut up because he was like, I'm so tired of you crying. Like, you need to move on. You need to go somewhere else. And she stopped. He, like, literally just told her, like, I cannot sleep. I cannot, you know, function because you are crying every night. Mm -hmm. And you need to move on. And she well, actually, I have an addiction to ghost hunter shows. <laughs> And that is actually <laughs> now the truth comes out. That is actually something that they kind of all say is um, these, you know, ghosts are just people. And if you just ask them, you just talk right. to them, communicate with them. You don't have to be angry at them, but you know, reason with them and say, you know what, really, I'm trying to sleep. Can you please move on? I well, he didn't do that. He was he was actually a little angry because he was like, okay, I'm gonna let it go on for a little while, and then like a few months later, he was like, okay, that's mm -hmm. enough. My dad's always told me that he's had um, like a sixth sense and I never believed him, but I will tell you that my grandfather passed away, mm -hmm. his dad passed away and there were a lot of like family members staying over at the house. I was sleeping in the living room for some reason. I was just sleeping in the living room and we have a motion detecting mm -hmm. light outside. And I was sleeping, and this is before like ring cameras and all the motion sensor stuff, but there was like, you know, the basic... Mm -hmm floodlight uh, my dad was saying something like a prayer or something and then we were all going to sleep and the light flashed like a few times and my dad was like oh you know your your grand your grandfather's here and he says it's gonna be all right and then we had the funeral the next day and he was buried and it was raining <laughs> terrible rain and all of a sudden the clouds parted and the sun shined down right... And, like, everybody saw this. The sun shined right on mm -hmm. his grave. Fresh grave. And then it went back to rain. Wow. It was it was pretty magical. Like, I, I have not... When I was younger, I didn't really believe in all the spirits and stuff like that. But that at that moment, like, I was like, okay, there's two sides. 
mm-hmm. ready that he came by and then that was his ascension to heaven mm-hmm. was at that moment and i was like all right it's good and then the uh, same thing happened to his wife my grandmother mm-hmm. uh she, that also happened the cl- clouds parted son they were really good people though i will say they they were a doctor and a nurse respectively mm-hmm. and uh, lived in taiwan most of their life they lived in china when they were younger and they were married and my and then they moved to taiwan and my grandfather was like a really big general in the air force in taiwan but he was also a doctor so um and what is interesting is he was very tall mm-hmm. for uh an a Chinese man and um, my grandmother fell in love with him while he was playing basketball oh, okay. she was a nurse watching the guys mm-hmm. play and you know yeah so that's their story a little bit of their story but it's very cute so I believe in like you know a lot of the spiritual stuff I believe that there are some wicked spirits out there that want to mess with people sometimes it's interesting to uh, watch like the conjuring and and all these like exorcism and stuff like that because I had a discussion in college. I remember this. It was like a religion class. I don't know why I took it. I mm-hmm. just took it. Um, didn't really need it. And I I brought up the point that a lot of the exorcisms and possessions that people experience, a lot of their families were very devout. Mm-hmm. Like the extreme devout were always like possessed, quote unquote, by demons just because somebody made the point that maybe it's a test to see if they are truly devout Mm -hmm. because it's, it's uh, evil's way of testing their fortitude. That's what their belief. That's what they Mm -hmm. believe. And I was just like, Oh, that's a good point. What if that's their belief? And then that's how they, that's why it manifested because they believe in that. I don't know, like the exorcism of Emily Rose was based on a true story and she was extremely devout. No, I've seen like her family. Extremely- I agree. I see a more of that kind of thing happening in families that are extremely religious. Right. So it's interesting. I mean, all this stuff is we can go down a we rabbit can, hole of paranormal everything. But Hawaii, I'm just going to say, I, is kind of special like that where we have this connection of mythology and spirituality Mm -hmm. and then there's like the whole religious aspect that is alive and well in (laughs) hawaii we have all the religions here (laughs) we have and then that coexists with everything hawaii is i think it's the volcano honestly you know always kind of bubbling up you know pele is is alive and well and she always madam pele she's always around i had a friend who went and had a talk with her sister he had a spiritual experience um where he talked to um poliahu goddess poliahu and asked her about Mm. like what she thought of hawaii now that sounds kind of cool it (laughs) is well (laughs) when you think about it hawaii was really like a beautiful paradise that was not modernized the industrial revolution never came you know and then all of a sudden it boomed into this Big tourists. So what is the purpose of Hawaii? Like, everybody talks about it. If you're not from Hawaii or you haven't lived there and really appreciated it, everybody's like, oh, it's, I'm going on vacation there. Like, I think I've talked to six or seven people who are, like, who are going to, on vacation to Hawaii. And I'm like, good for you. Mm-hmm. Don't bring COVID there. <laughs> and don't take any of the lava rocks home. <laughs> right. The Brady Bunch myth is true. Yeah. 
I think there were a few people who took rocks that I knew and they were like, I, I just want to send them back. And they would send them to me and I would put them yeah. back. Yeah. I've had a couple people do that. They were like, I'm, I have really bad luck right now. And I'm like, did you take something? Yeah, I also heard you don't just, you don't just take it back and you don't just drop it anywhere in the ocean, anywhere. Like, I think you have to take them back to like some place where either they were. Like a sacred yeah. place, right? You know? Yeah. Most of the time I took them to up to like the North Shore, um, like Sunset Beach. Yeah. If you have any doubt, just Cove. honestly say apologize and uh say oh yeah i mean like please, reading their apology please, letters please don't that. follow me home please go back to wherever yeah i mean i'm i'm an avid shell collector and i've never had a problem collecting shells because i think it's a gift from the ocean as long as you're not like using it for i guess some people use it for monetary gain but for me i was making like little art out of it yeah i haven't heard about any money. shells being shells have always been like uh used for trade and right. even currency at some point. So I think that they're used to... I think you're safe with the... Taking those. Just don't take the lava rocks. Don't take the lava rocks. Yeah, leave that's 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 the land. It. It's the Aina, so um, better leave it in place. The Aina. Yes. Well, we were, we were talking about songs and mm-hmm. singing in the beginning of the podcast, and then you cut me off and said we have to start over. Sorry. So. I wanted to tell you a funny story. So my mom decided to venture out with us, my brother and I, on a work mm-hmm. day. And she was really excited. We spent, I don't know, 10 hours in the car, driving all over the place, going all over the place. And my brother and I were, like, hitting up 80s and 90s music. And we would sing and stuff like we normally do. And I don't know what love song came on, mm-hmm. but I started belting like a diva. <laughs> And we got to this restaurant to eat dinner with the rest of my family. And I got, I got out of the car and I was open the door for my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was singing and she was like, I don't know if my goosebumps are related to your singing really well or singing so poorly. Because <laughs> I was hitting these like high notes like Mariah Carey uh-huh. style. And I'm not a singer. <laughs> so you know it's means. the latter? But, Is that what you're saying? Well, you know what? I told her just to keep her opinions to herself. <laughs> get in the restaurant. You know, I was just like, shh, be quiet. Nobody wants, nobody cares. And um, I'm going to, and we went to, so that was dinner. But when we went to lunch, okay, everybody was grumpy, mm-hmm. right? They were, they were at, like, I got two hangry individuals, my brother and my mom. My mom's the worst. And they were like, we need a place to go to eat. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I find this really cool street food mm-hmm. restaurant. Uh, up in Tomball. It's called Street Food Guru. Guru. We pull up. And my brother's like, is this it? And then he looks up and he goes, Marble Slap? Great American Cookie Company? Hell yeah. And like we get out and we're like, we're getting ice cream after this. You know, like we're all dancing in the parking lot together. And so we eat. We go over to Marble Slab. This guy will not leave me alone. He's like, you need to buy the cookies. You need to buy some cookies. And I was like, I really don't need cookies. I don't want cookies. I want mm-hmm. ice cream. And he's like, no, you need to buy the cookies because I'm the one who makes the cookies and brings them here. And I'm like, <sighs> I'll buy one cookie. But I felt so pressured to buy cookies. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that ice cream was without a doubt an amazing treat that I didn't need, but I wanted. Is uh, so Marble Slab, are they a chain? Yes. They were actually more, they were the original like movers and shakers before Cold Stone showed up. Oh, Okay. 
And then now, now they're having to blend in with the Great American Cookie Company and they share like, you know, storefronts, but Coldstone closed in Hawaii, yes. I believe, in Kailua, yes. right? The Coldstone, I think all their locations closed in Hawaii. They couldn't compete. Which is surprising. Baskin Robbins, though, has been around forever here. Baskin and, and Robbins, they, dude. They don't do well here. They're still they're still um solid. You know why? It's the it's their their ice cream cakes. I'm pretty sure it's their ice cream cakes because that okay. is yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> there is there are parties. Like I want to say everybody's has a party to go to every single weekend. And I can't tell you how many times pre-coronavirus I would see at least one ice cream cake from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> it's like a staple <laughs> that shows up like Zippy's chicken. Hey, ice cream cakes are delicious. <laughs> yeah. Give me a good cookies and cream and I'm like mm -hmm. sold. Well, okay. I made a funny TikTok video that has been viewed over a thousand times oh, now. Oh, congratulations. Uh, since yesterday. Yay. I mean, I'm not trying to be famous or anything, but it was completely relatable for anybody who has ordered anything off of a semi-truck. Uh -huh. But this guy shows up to deliver two 20-foot containers. They weigh 5,000 pounds apiece onto mm -hmm. the land. My brother tells him specifically where to avoid mm -hmm. so that he doesn't run into some mud and get stuck. It has been raining for a while and it's suddenly dry now, right? The truck driver insists he knows what he's doing and proceeds to get stuck after delivering the first container. Oh, no. He then refuses to call a wrecker. And my brother has to try to use his truck, which is not a heavy-duty work truck, to pull out 40,000 pounds from the mud. Did it work? No. Then the driver proceeds to use eight hours of the day to try to flag down someone to help, and he finally calls his friend who has another semi and drives on the land to pull him out of the mm -hmm. mud. Lo and behold, the moral of the story is don't deliver really heavy things when it's muddy. Yeah. Like there was mud slinging. There are now huge mud pits in the middle of the yeah. land. Um, it was just a hot mess. And so I made a video of it. I sent it to you. I think I did, you saw I it, did. right? But yeah, it was I a didn't hot understand mess. that um, all of that was going on. I just thought it was... Um... A successful yeah, delivery. Yeah. It was awful. Okay. <laughs> it was not successful at all. Um, and so, yeah, that that happened. And unfortunately, I just also, when I was unloading a trailer while this was all going on, I discovered that one of our roosters passed away. Looks like by natural means, mm -hmm. it might have been bit by a snake or something, mm -hmm. but there was no, like, attack marks or anything. So I lost a rooster. However... We made friends with people um, in the county, some county officials, mm -hmm. and one lady is trying to get rid of three chickens, mm -hmm. and they're two hens and a rooster. So I went out on Thursday with my brother to pick them up in a little like uh, carrier, and they wouldn't come out. Oh. But the little rooster came out, and he is a micro rooster, so he's very tiny. Mm -hmm. He's like probably five pounds, and his... And the breed is called a fizzle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is accurate, but this is what she told me. She's like, they're called a fizzle because their hair looks very like, like they're wet. They're just like, it's just bugged out everywhere. <laughs> and, and she was like, it's because it's curly. So when I get this rooster, I will take a picture of him. 
but I wanted, I was like, I was hoping that it was actually a hen because I wanted to call her Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. <laughs> On the Magic School Bus. <laughs> yeah. So it was really cute, though. It came out and I was like, oh, my God, why are you so tiny? Like, tiny, tiny rooster. I was I'm worried that they're going to get eaten on the land, so my brother said he'll put them in the coop for mm-hmm. now. Every time I hear the word coop, I think of like a, a like a convertible two-seater. <laughs> like this little chicken sitting in this convertible two-seater, and he's like, no, the chicken, chicken coop. coop. You should totally build it to look like a really cool two-seater coop. Oh, one thing at a time. You know what I said on the video was like, oh, look, we can paint the sides of the containers. You know how like people do mm-hmm. murals, murals and stuff? My brother was like, we got bigger shit to worry about. The damn thing is stuck in the mud. And I was like, I meant later, dude. Like, he was really upset on Thursday because it was just hot. And it's been like, that heat index has been like, it feels like 105, 102. Mm -hmm. And it's humid. And so there was a little grumpy pants. I'm happy to report that my mosquito net works wonders. And the one time I decided not to wear it, I got bit on the legs and all up and down my arms. And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> this is so PSA for everyone. Please wear all your protective wear because it, it works. works. I got bit the other day too on uh, my ankle. I don't even know what bit me, but um, it's in a very inconvenient spot and I keep wanting to itch it. That sounds weird. <laughs> it's on my it? ankle. Oh, why can't you no, itch I, it? You know, if you itch it too rough or hard and I, you'll just make it that's sore i want it to be like a oh okay okay to, we'll just I ignore mean, trying it to ignore it <laughs> well now you can't put some put 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 some vodka on it i don't know everybody's always like put some rub it with an alcohol wipe or something it'll yeah. go away it will stop itching <laughs> so put some vodka on it and you'll be fine hunter proof um and anyway it, it's been just an interesting week I don't even I don't even know how to describe these woes. <laughs> well, I told you the land has I gone. I told through. you that once you once you guys start moving on the land and you start doing things, your your time is gonna fly by because there's so much work to do on just vacant. It's just huge land that you guys have. Did the trailers? Is that where you guys wanted them to be? No. <laughs> after all that they did not even the containers did not end up where they want to be however um the company did say that they would try to come out and and fix it my brother did buy himself a zero turn mower and a huge tractor which will be arriving next week can the tractor pull those things around maybe and adjust can probably push it push it but the problem is when you're pushing something from the back that that's heavy that's heavy um it actually will push the front down into the no. dirt so you have to like raise up the front and then push i think it. you should just have the company so, that delivered it put it in the right I, spot i think for safety mm-hmm. reasons that's a good idea my brother actually had me move a couple like metal uh, pipes mm-hmm. so they're really big i i i don't know if people have seen like commercial piping or anything like that sometimes they're like these big concrete yeah. uh tubes and I had to use a stick. Well, it's called, I don't even remember what he called it, but it was like a, it wasn't a stick. It was like a metal spike. Mm-hmm. And I had to like put it under, dig under it, and then push it. I, look, I worked out <laughs> that day. And I'm more than happy to eat my cookie today. Yep. So, but I was pushing stuff. And then I had to lift some tires out. Oh my gosh. 
I I literally was like, you don't need CrossFit. You just need some land that needs to be cleaned <laughs> and you should be fine. Flipping tires, picking up metal tubes, uh, finding dead chickens and warding off all the bugs. I picked up a baby frog today um, and saved it from the hot asphalt. Okay. I was on my walk and he was trying to get to the other mm-hmm. side and um, I took a picture of him. He was like a little micro frog. He was no bigger than like a, a dime. It was so cute. So I have pictures of that. Mm-hmm. And my final story about country living is that the whole time you're screaming mm-hmm. because you'll be driving down the road, everything's good, country music's on, you know, you're singing and everything, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, because there's turtles, there's vultures, there's things trying to cross the road, and you're like, so I have to be a spotter from like way ahead and say, oh my god, there's a turtle crossing the road. He's like, And the funniest thing is one of them, my brother was like, why is this bitch trying to get across the road when there's two cars coming from both ways? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, get on the yellow line. Like, we're like screaming at it as we're driving closer. Get to the yellow line. And you see the turtle like scrambling because he can feel it. You know, he's like, oh, shit. Barely missed. We both barely missed him. But good times. It's like Frogger. Funny. Oh, you know what? In Hawaii, I just found out, you know how Hanama Bay, the parking is so crazy yeah. and it'll back up the Kalaniana Ole Highway. Gets You're stuck and you don't know why. And it's because people trying to turn into yep. the parking lot because it's always full. Um, now they have online reservations for your parking, oh. just like when you were making reservations for a park in Texas. Wow, you have to make reservations now to go to Hanama yeah, Bay? Yeah, but at least it's a guaranteed... And you have to watch that video. It's a guaranteed parking spot. Yeah, there's a mandatory That's video. It's beautiful, though, right? You know, it's all about the reef and the bay. Don't touch the reef. Don't go beyond yeah. the reef. Don't uh, unless, Don't let your... Unless you want to swim with the reef. Don't let your children... Uh, don't leave them alone next to the big fish, because they, they have been... They're big now. I don't like when I watch the tourists stand on the reef. No, I'm very uncomfortable. It irritates me. I'm like, why are you doing that? I wouldn't stand on top of your house. The other thing is hiding in all the reefs. There are uh, urchins. Well, the urchins. Eels. Eels. The eels. And they have this sharp, scary teeth. If you look delectable, they will bite. The barracudas. Ooh, barracuda. Mm -hmm. We have... (laughs) <laughs> that can be our song of the week. Yeah, but they're they're totally all over there in the reef, and just you don't want to be standing barefoot near any of that. No, yep, not mm-hmm. at all. Crazy. What else do we have to talk about? Why are we having a brain stump today? I don't know. What's I think because it's Friday. Material yet? Nope. For 35 minutes. You gotta, you nope. gotta come. But wasn't that a cute show? Which show? The last one. Yeah, I really like the last one. I like the uh, the sounds, the Wilhelm scream. I was like, I was not expecting this internal scream. What? <laughs> you know? I was like, what has happened? Like, I'm driving to work and I'm like, wow, she really got into it. And then there was like the tattoo buzz. Yep. And um, yeah, so the, okay, let's talk about the tattoo expo. So the tattoo expo was a little bit different. I mean, nobody was wearing masks, just so mm-hmm. you know. So we went there, and there were guys from Kihei. They, they immediately knew. Because I was, like, looking at... 
So the funny thing is I was looking at the books, yeah. right? So I was looking for new art. I was like, man, this Polynesian work mm-hmm. looks so good. Like legit. So then I look down and I'm still looking at these books and I'm like, yeah, this is like some quality Hawaiian tattooing, mm-hmm. you know, like the, and then the Poly- Polynesian work looked really good. The lines look good. The the symbols, you know, cause I did research for my own. Then I look up again. The guy's like, Hey, how's it? And I'm like, Hey, how's it, bruh? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you from the islands. And I'm like, I lived there for a while. And he's like, where you, where you stay? Right. Immediately. Where you stay, where you go to school. And I was like, I lived in Kailua, Kaneohe. I lived in Aiea at some point, you know, and I said, I didn't go to high school there, but I went to college. Mm-hmm. Oh, where you go? And I was like, HPU. And he was like, oh, that's a expensive school, you know. Oh, we're all from Maui. We've got, and they were like, Maui's the best island because, you know, we've got Chick-fil-A. What? We've got Krispy Kreme. Yeah, they got a Chick-fil-A on Maui. Well, we're supposed to get one here. Yes. yes. We are getting one here on Oahu. That? It will be insane. You will never eat there <laughs> unless you order to go. Yeah. Like they said, it's insane. It's always busy. Yeah. Never can get in the line. The lemonade is to die for. Like I know that Chick-fil-A sometimes has its own beliefs, but dang. But anyway, sorry. My pigeon my pigeon accent is not as good as it used to be. And I'm stuffy. <laughs> but, you know, all the typical wor- like questions came out, like where you stay, where you go to school, you know. So, like, I knew the yes. things, and so they were like, "Okay, she's she's legit. She's not like just making up that she just was, you know, she's not just looking Hawaiian." Yeah. I'm like, "Look, I stayed there, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm native. But half of my heart lives in Hawaii." And they were like, "Okay." okay. I think Krispy Kremes oh. tried to make a go on Oahu too, but it only. St- date open in Maui and then it would be really crazy that people would go to Maui they would fly like they would take that early morning flight go pick up fresh Krispy Kremes fly to Oahu and, bring it back. and then they would be selling them like I remember for uh, I don't know years maybe people were selling Krispy Kremes fresh from Maui like at random places on the side of the road <laughs> On the side yeah, of the road. Or, um, and they would always be doing them for fundraisers because everybody has that friend or cousin or auntie or uncle that works for the airline, like Hawaiian Airlines, and they would fly and they'd be like, yeah, I'll go pick some up for you. And then they bring like cases of them. Yeah. And they also said they had something else that Oahu didn't have, but I don't remember what it was, but mm. they have a Chick-fil-A. Well, I know. Because I said, I want to. I want to open a Sonic uh-huh. there. And the guy was like, please, please open a Sonic. Yeah, we don't have a lot of these um, mainland chains, but some of them are coming. We just got a brand new Wendy's off of um, the Pulley Highway. We've had, actually, I think wow. we've had Wendy's. I think we, we had Wendy's elsewhere. I feel like if you open any real good fast food chain that's only on the mainland, like an In-N-Out. Mm-hmm. You open an In-N-Out there. You open a Chick-fil-A. You open a Sonic. You open... Shoot, I don't even know what else do we have. Like a like a Taco Cabana, Chipotle would kill. Chipotle, I want Chipotle. Oh, Chipotle would kill. Um, In and Out. Oh God, In and Out Shake Shack. I would love those. I mean, Hawaii people, we travel, um, everywhere. Yeah, you like your you and like when the foods. We, What's funny is the Hawaii people like the fast food, and then when other people want to go, like go sit down. Everybody else is like, no, no, no. Let's go get In-N-Out. Let's go do Sonic. Let's go do Panera. Let's go do, you know, Chick-fil-A. It's all the things. because we see the commercials have. here in Hawaii. That's and true. And we're like, 
I hated every Olive Garden commercial. I know. Because I'd be like, man, I really I want don't that. even know what it's like, but I'd like to try it. And uh, then you read about it and you're yeah, like, you'll get the OG they're there, terrible. Though. But <laughs> it's like, I don't care. I've been watching the commercials <laughs> for years. No, um, we just got an Olive Garden uh, and I heard that the line is still crazy in Ala Moana, even though it's been open for months now. That's insane. <laughs> I'm glad that Ala Moana is busy. Unlimited breadsticks, though, that would like feed a family of like 12. So I have no idea. <laughs> have you ever had an Olive Garden? I've breadstick? never been to Olive Garden. Oh, my God. My OK. Yeah, I've never been there. It's actually not I'm bad. I'm wait till the line goes bad. down. You know, when it's older. It's like never. <laughs> never. Especially if they only have yeah. one. I don't know. Olive Garden needs to take reservations. Yeah, but you know what is better than isn't it Italian food? Olive Garden, it's pasta uh, yes. and stuff. See, I would rather go to Asagio's, which has a oh, beautiful yeah. location in Ala Moana. Um, it's a very beautiful little restaurant down at the bottom level. Yeah. Oh, those were the glory days. <laughs> it was fun to walk around Ala Moana. I, I really enjoy it. And now that they've expanded it and made it more, I guess, a little bit more user friendly. Oh, my it's- God. It's, it's nice. huge. It, I swear, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's a good place to go get your steps in. Though. Oh yeah, should go for a walk. Oh, just I have. Walk. I mean, try not to buy. Oh yeah, but it's hard to not window shop. But like all of like every store that you can imagine is there. Well, this was fun and easy. I feel yes. so lazy today going into this weekend. It's oh, a three dear. day weekend. Well, I know my weekend. It is not a three-day weekend for all of us here, but on the mainland. But we will gladly share your joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say thank you for listening in. It has been wonderful to have you all here. Happy Pride Month still. We're still going to celebrate. I did end up... Oh, and I have something. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready for this shocker. So we were talking about friendship bracelets. Because our friend Tori opened up her brick and mortar store in the windward shopping center mm-hmm. uh it's called indian dash company yep. so go out there and support if you're living in hawaii but we were talking about friendship bracelets and something is coming in the mail oh you ordered oh, for you I'm my excited. i got you a friendship bracelet <laughs> and so yeah that's coming with another little surprise and so thanks for tuning in to my ties at sunset it's been an absolute pleasure and check us out at MyTiesAtSunset.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And happy King Kamehameha Day weekend, all the month of June as well. So until we meet again, ahui ho. <laughs> <laughs>